Part 3, It Takes Time for People to Change Human beings are naturally impatient, we often want things to happen when we want them to. When they don't, we get ourselves so anxious it disrupts the balance we have worked so hard to find. It is common to assume that people will change if they want to, that getting one's act right is no rocket science. While Oprah and Dr. Perry do believe in people's potential to change, in this book, they encourage us to exercise patience when building our expectation for others, and even our own capacity to change. In the book, Oprah recounts her memory of an interview with a man named Shaka Singer for one of her shows called Super Soul Sunday. Shaka had served 19 years for murder, after which he published a book titled Writing My Wrongs which ended up becoming a best-selling memoir. In that interview, Shaka reaffirmed Oprah's belief that there really were explanations on why people fall short and what it meant to be influenced by your environment. Shaka was a straight-A student who wanted to be a doctor. Unfortunately, he was forced to find solace in the street life because of having a mother who was emotionally and physically abusive. When Shaka was sentenced for committing murder, rather than feel remorse, he was angry, and he expressed this anger by self-sabotaging his sentence, picking random fights with other inmates, and even attacking a guard or two. Not until he received an emotional letter from his son, six years into his sentence, did Shaka find the strength to change his life path. It took him six years to change with his son's letter being the motivating factor. His son never gave up on him, and Sanger's book encourages us not to give up on ourselves or loved ones. Dr. Perry explains that it takes a long time to change people, and even longer to change systems. Though people are aware of the pervasive nature of trauma, and how it can influence our health, we still have a long way to go in addressing the professional and organizational attitude towards providing the needed with help to address its impact. Dr. Perry understands that oftentimes our impatience gets in the way of us finding permanent solutions to our problems. To encourage change within people, we must try to understand their internalized habits, habits that are born of their experiences. For example, a child who is taken out of a chaotic school that's overwhelmed with gang violence and enrolled into a nurturing, caregiving school, which upholds character and excellence, cannot be expected to conform and adapt to this new system immediately. He needs patience and a transitional time frame to adapt to his new setting, during which he can begin to understand and internalize the idea that he was safe and cared for in this new environment. The same applies to our relationships. Sometimes we're dumbfounded and totally baffled hearing people complain about the things we do that is unacceptable to them. Rather than react defensively, we should strive to understand where they are coming from. Perhaps we have internalized certain mindset or behavior that we see as normal, but in reality they hurt people around us. If this is the case, we must identify those internalized behavior and learn to regulate them. Ironically, our brain often pulls us towards behavioral patterns that we're familiar with even when we know they are negative. This is probably why many of us end up in another abusive relationship, after vowing never to put ourselves in a relationship like that again, because we find it difficult to adapt to new relationship patterns before we manage to change ourselves first. For example, there was a woman who sued her husband in court asking for divorce because she didn't trust him. When the judge asked why, she argued that of all their time together, he had never picked a fight with her, has never raised his voice at her, and never denied her anything she ever asked even if it was obviously unreasonable. While there is no denying the irony of this situation, it stresses the point we have been making, that internalized habits become normalized as our realities.
This woman was used living in an abusive environment and has internalized the idea that a normal relationship must come with all the physical and psychological abuse from her partner. Without realizing the flaws in her internalized thinking, she is manifesting the effect of unresolved long-term trauma where abuse was masked as a nurturing gesture. This woman was willing to leave a healthy relationship because she could not adapt its pattern and dynamic. Like this woman, many of us throw away nurturing and loving relationships and connection because we find them difficult to adapt. The importance of adapting can never be overemphasized. As Dr. Perry and Oprah argue, it helps us with post-traumatic wisdom where we are able to reflect on our lives and grow from our experiences. Adaptation is the key to healing, only when we adapt, can we heal from the effects of our trauma. In one of Oprah's conversation with Ianla Van Zandt, an American inspirational speaker and life coach, Ianla mentions that until you heal from your past, you will continue to bleed. The wounds will bleed and stain your life. Now, the important question is, how can we adapt in order for us to heal from the effects of our trauma? Oprah and Dr. Perry both emphasize that to adapt, we must be resilient. However, to build resilience requires effort. There are many recommendations that we cannot cover them all in this bookie, still, we will mention four of them offered by the Trauma Survivors Network. Resilience simply refers to our ability to withstand the consequence of adversity, threats, trauma, tragedy, or even an overwhelming degree of stress. One major factor about resilience is that it requires having a supportive and caring network of family and friends that create trust and offer encouragement and reassurance that help us boost our resilience. Firstly, to build resilience, we must accept that change is part of living. In our journey of adapting and healing from our trauma, we need to understand that some things and some circumstances cannot be changed. Secondly, we must stop seeing crisis as insurmountable problems. We can only limit crisis, but as long as we deal with people, we cannot avoid it, so while we cannot change the fact that tragedy, adversity, or threats may happen, we can change the way we respond to them. Thirdly, we must look for opportunities for self-discovery. Only when we put ourselves in situations where we can reflect on our lives, can we learn and find the ways in which we have grown because of our traumas. When reflecting, we might discover that we are in better relationships, feel an increased sense of self-worth, or even have a heightened appreciation of life. Fourthly, we must nurture a positive view of ourselves. We cannot heal from our trauma if we have too much self-doubt or remain pessimistic about life. We must learn to develop confidence in our ability to handle conflicts and trust our instincts to help us build resilience. We must also pay attention to our needs and feelings so we can find our rhythm. Take decisive actions when faced with adversity and make connections with caring and supportive family and friends. If we are able to do follow these recommendations and build our resilience, we will be able to, with time, heal from our trauma.